Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. I was wrong, and so were you, A lot about a lot of this baseball team as the Phillies head to the World Series. Let's cleanse our uh, fan soul tonight. Who are you most wrong about? I said John Middleton. Tucker said Bryce Harper. Speaking of Bryce Harper, I, I want to throw a comp at you in a second, but first, let's play the other call on, on Sunday, one that will not get talked about here as much, obviously, it was a national broadcast compared to Scott Franski at WIP. But I thought Joe Davis, who I, you know, I'd heard good things about. I'd heard him do some Dodgers games, a couple of Fox games this year. He does some football. I mean, I know who he was and familiar with his work. But I didn't know what we were getting in a full postseason run. I think he's done a great job calling these games. We'll get him for the World Series. Here's Joe Davis's call of the Bryce Harper home run. As far as TV broadcasts of big home runs in history, I think it's is is it's up there with any I've heard. Here's Joe Davis on Sunday on the Harper Homer. On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. That's a good call. The swing of his life, and then. You know, as we, we faded out, he let the moment breathe there, which I thought was pretty cool. On TV, you got I mean, Buck was great at that. When, when I think when the Astros beat the Yankees in the ALCS a couple years ago, he just let it breathe for like two minutes when they hit a walk-off home run. You got, I mean, that the crowd on Sunday obviously told the story of that moment and, and the reaction of everyone there. I thought the Joe Davis call was excellent as well. So Bryce Harper has the moment there. Bryce Harper's had a lot of moments this postseason. I mean, every number you look at with Bryce Harper – it is off the charts right now. I mean, we're watching one of the great postseasons in the history of baseball. 11 games this postseason. He's hitting 419, 11 extra base hits, 11 runs batted in. His OPS in the postseason is 1351. It looks fake when you look at it. So I, I, have, a, I have a comparison for Bryce Harper, and I've had this one for a while. Now, it's, it's better. I like it better now because of what he's doing in October. I mean, I thought this when he first signed with the Phillies. I actually thought it when he was a young player. But it, it works better now that he's hitting in the postseason. So the Bryce Harper reminds me of Reggie Jackson. 
I believe Bryce Harper is the modern-day Reggie Jackson. And, and let me give you a few reasons why. I, obviously, the October excellence this year, you know, Mr. October Reggie Jackson, it, it adds to the the whole thing. But I, I thought that when I went and watched Bryce, I went, we had a, a trip from here down to uh, Nat, the National Park when the Phillies first signed Bryce Harper. His first game back, there was like the second you know week of the season. And Bryce had the big home run down in D.C., and he, you know he kind of played to the crowd down there and, and hit the home run against the Nationals. Bryce Harper has a flair for the dramatic. And of all the players in baseball history, Reggie Jackson probably had the best flair for the dramatic. David Ortiz, too. But Reggie Jackson kind of had that uh, during his time with the A's, with the Orioles, with the Yankees, with the Angels. He was he was the showman. He, he was a showman. He was a left-handed power hitter who was very famous and had this kind of showman ability to hit these big home runs in these big spots, and you couldn't take your eyes off him when he, when he played. That, that's Bryce Harper now. You know, this generation, Bryce Harper is is very much like Reggie Jackson. And then the other thing that struck me about the two of them is both really, you know, both high picks in the draft, both became very famous at a very young age, and they both were signed to big contracts by famous owners who wanted to make a splash. I mean, Reggie Jackson was the first big piece that George Steinbrenner signed when he owned the Yankees. Like he got Reggie Jackson and and John Middleton who years ago, Jimmy Rollins said he, he wants to be Steinbrenner South. Like he wants to be another George Steinbrenner. The first bit, I mean, forget Jake Arrieta, the first real signing and forget Carlos Santana, the first real like holy bleep signing that John Middleton made to put everyone on notice. The Phillies were going to spend was Bryce Harper, just like George Steinbrenner with the Yankees all those years ago, Reggie Jackson. So you have that added to it. And then I dove into their numbers today, and I couldn't believe how similar Bryce Harper and Reggie Jackson are through a very, very similar amount of games. So right now, Bryce Harper's played 1,382 games at this stage of his career. And if you, you kind of cut Reggie Jackson off after the first decade of his career, it was 1,365 games. So almost identical. They basically play the same amount of games. Reggie Jackson. Same stage of his career as 281 career home runs. Had 281 career home runs. Bryce Harper, the same stage of their respective careers, has 285 home runs. Runs batted in, 824 for Reggie, 817 for Bryce Harper. I mean, every number is very close. They both played in about 30 postseason games now. And the, and the last element of, of why they kind of strike me so similar to each other is they're both great players, right? Bright, you know, Reggie Jackson in the Hall of Fame. Bryce Harper will go to the Hall of Fame one day. But as, as far as the greatness and excellence, neither I don't think at any point was ever the best player in baseball. Like in the 70s, you had, you know, you had Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and Rod Carew. Had, I mean, Pete Rose. You had some great players. That Reggie, I mean, I wasn't alive then, but you could look at some of the numbers. Yeah, he was probably around the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 10th best player, depending on the year. That's kind of Bryce Harper. Where he's not Mike Trout, right? He's not looked at as the player of this generation. Probably not even as good as top to bottom as Mookie Betts for his career. You could probably find five or six or seven guys who have been a little bit better, a little bit more valuable the last decade. Buster Posey, throw him in there. You know, you want to say Nolan Arenado, whoever, Freddie Freeman. But then there's Bryce Harper. Just like in that generation, there was Reggie Jackson. It's striking to me. And then watching Bryce do what he's done in October – Kind of puts the icing on the cake. I think we're watching the modern-day Reggie Jackson. 215-592-9494. Let's talk about the Phillies, the World Series, and who are you most wrong about? Who we got here? We have Rick in Interborough. Hey, Rick. Yo, what's going on, man? How you doing? Rick, are you ready for to have some champagne after a parade? Hey, man, I am ready. 
I cannot, but we are not losing. We are not losing. They cannot beat us at home. I am so confident. I told you before, I am so confident, man. I, I just am. I hope you're feeling good about it. I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to call you again next week. Hopefully we're leading the series. I got a busy week ahead of me, but I, hey, I wrote a little pump up speech that I'm hoping to read. It's really Oh, go quick. for it. Yeah, let, let's hear it, Rick. All right, man. Look, Houston, we have a problem. Rick's already bought the champagne. You got Harper. He can sneeze and hit a home run by accident. You're going to come to Philadelphia on Halloween, and it's going to be scary. Forget about your Reese's peanut butter cups. You got Reese Hoskin and Brandon Marshmallows hitting dingers out of the park. You ever see their celebrations with Bohm? I thought he was like a scrawny guy, but oh, my God, with his shirt off, he can hit home runs too. He's going to hit home runs. Castellanos is going to catch up, and he's going to hit triples, and look, we are going to win this series 4-1 to one to get that champagne corked, all right? Have it ready for me. Rick, we'll have it ready, buddy. We had a pump-up speech, poem thing. Was that a poem or a speech? I thought it was going to start as some sort of slam poetry, and it kind of devolved just into a speech. Yeah, I mean, Rick Rick has been confident. He, I believe he called the night I said I didn't want him to make the playoffs, and he was talking about the World Series and a parade and champagne. Yes, he did. I, I mean, do remember that. I mean, Rick knows his stuff. He 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 thought this thing could go, and and, and it's gone. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Joey's at Pennsville. Hey, Joey. Hey, Joe. How you doing tonight? Good, Joe. What's up, buddy? Hey, listen. Um, October's never been a good month for me. I've lost uh, a father and uh, a couple friends in the, that month. But you know what? This October, I I've actually uh, wow. <laughs> I am absolutely amazed at the way the Phillies... They weren't supposed to beat the Cardinals. They weren't supposed to beat the Braves. They weren't supposed to beat the Padres. I mean, how can you not be excited? I mean, Joey, at this point, you watch them, and they're, they're... I mean, we know they're underdogs, but they're not playing like it. And my favorite part, and, and Joey, I'm so, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about the losses and the tough uh, tough. No month worries, event. Joe, no worries. But but you know to go to your point that you made about they're not supposed to do it but they're here they're not playing like underdogs they're winning these series like they just beat the Padres in five they're playing with a real special kind of confidence right now they are and you know Bruce Mel, Mel he's a veteran manager why didn't he they they you know they they paid the farm to bring to get Hader and he never brought him in I can't understand that I can't explain that that was Joey to me one of the worst postseason managing decisions I've ever seen. The, the, the whole reason to have, like, Josh Hader didn't pitch as their season went down the drain. It was amazing. I, I was sitting there saying, they're, they're bringing him in now, right? Like, they've got to go put him in now. And then they didn't, and they let Suarez pitch to Harper. It's crazy. Uh, as soon as Harper was announced, I thought, okay, here comes, here, Melvin's coming out, Hader's coming in, and it didn't happen. And I thought to myself, I'm, I'm looking at, and I'm screaming at the TV, Harper's going to hit, a, he's going to hit this guy. I didn't know he was going to get a home run, but I knew he was going to get a hit because I knew he was coming fastball. And I'd love to give you my Philly who I was wrong about. Who is it, Joey? Who are you most wrong about? Alvarado. That's a great one. No, you know what? We all we all doubted him. I mean, he couldn't throw a strike for two years. When he was sent down to the minors, I figured, okay, finally we're done with him. Yep. Wow, uh, I was wrong. You know, his of all the turnarounds, Joey, that's a great one, man. And I appreciate your phone call, and I hope um, I hope a, a lot of happiness coming to you in the next the next week or so with this team, bringing joy to the city. I, Alvarado, 
you know, I, I mentioned Nebraska earlier because someone mentioned Nebraska was the person they were most wrong about with the Phillies. You know, that was the first move Nebraska made was Jose Alvarado. He, he bet on his talent, his arm. And for the first year plus of the Jose Alvarado experience, it was awful. Like, Jose Alvarado wasn't just not good for the Phillies until he came back from the minor leagues in June. He was bad. He was a bad pitcher that turned into a dominant one. It, it's it's a you know I know this happens with relief pitchers, but usually it happens when they change teams. It's like you know, or one year to the next. I can't remember many relief pitchers like Brad Lidge did this, right? Brad Lidge would have great year, bad year, great you know this Edwin Diaz with the Mets. This the story of of relief pitchers having no control and then finding control that's not new. This has happened throughout baseball history. It will happen again. But I don't know if I've ever seen one quite with a kind of turnaround in season for the same team. That doesn't usually happen. The only guy that I can think of, and this dude isn't even a relief pitcher, is Brett Myers yeah. in 2008. He had an ERA, I think, north of seven. Right. They sent him down to AAA for three starts. He got right. And then you could argue he was their best pitcher in August and September. Mm-hmm. But that's it, right? This is right. I mean, starters sometimes. Like Cliff Lee had to go to the minor leagues. Like starters could kind of like – reprogram themselves but a reliever it's so mental and then we heard that he worked with a mental skills coach and now in this series you realize how big Jose Alvarado in this series is the the, the best hitter or second best whatever you want to say Bryson and him they're neck and neck is is Jordan Alvarez he might be the scariest hitter in baseball you I think Alvarado's probably going to face him once a game every game yeah I mean you kind of look at how they deployed him and you know watching the Padres series didn't it feel like everything revolved around Juan Soto mm-hmm. even though Juan Soto did Soto didn't do much and they made sure they kept the bases clear they were most afraid of him but which they've done a great job of right they did the same thing with uh Matt Olson yep. and the Braves lineup they did the same thing with Goldschmidt and Arenado in, in the wildcard series but their ability and their programming of everything to just to get Juan Soto and Manny Machado out you're going to see the same thing this series with Jordan Alvarez. Like, everything, when you're kind of working your way through the lineup and, and trying to predict how the bullpen's going to go, I think the one chess piece that you have is Jose Alvarado for Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, as the, we get to these games in the sixth inning, seventh inning, wondering what, when is he going to use Alvarado, you know, which inning is his. Just look for when Jordan Alvarez is coming up. That's that's the guy he's going to use it for. Mike's an Exton. Hey, Mike. Hello, Joey. I miss you. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yo, Joey, I'm having heart palpitations with all these Philly highlights. Could you play the Philly special by Merrill, by Merrill for me to make me feel good? We we can cue it up. We'll we'll get it here, Mike. What what, what are you what are you thinking tonight? Now here's exactly what I'm thinking. I heard Tucker do a mega complaint about Bryce Harper, but he and I'm ready to go off with a lot of you guys on in in talk radio. I mean, these guys got to put up. Or shut up. And I've been brutal on Bryce Harper. Let's remember, two years now making the All-Star team, MVP, 0 for 12 in Atlanta, put up or shut up. I'll give you your due. But I don't – I do not anoint players like we had Ben Simmons, Mikel Fultz, blah, 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 blah. Do it. That's what I'm saying, Joey. So you you feel good about your doubting because they had to prove they had to prove it to you first. It feels absolutely. Yeah. I don't I know like you. I mean, me and Tucker went back and forth on uh, Bryce. So I hey, I I was not a fan, and uh, you got to any and Joe. You I called at least three or four times at the station in September. They were brutal. And I said, put up or shut up. And if they were the Sixers, they'd be getting killed. I said that. Now they did it. 
God bless them. And they and they earn the praise, Mike. You're right about that. Now, here's the thing. That's why I said earlier, if, if any, anyone out there, if there's one person in this city who believed in this team at every step of the way, stand up. Show yourself. Because you're, if you do, you might be brainless. I want to talk to a brainless person because this team gave us so many reasons to not believe in them. They stunk so many times. They were 21-29. and 29. They got swept by the Cubs in September. That West Coast trip was hell. And the Diamondbacks-Giants trip where they won, what, one game? The whole no. trip, yeah, blocked blacked it out. I mean, like this was an '87 win team that got there and got in like by by this much. So they gave us a lot of, and the, and the players themselves gave us reasons to doubt. They all didn't have great years. I mean, who had the best year on the team? Nola, from opening day Schwarber? to the end of the season. Schwar- Nola or Schwarber? I mean, Schwarber hit 48 home runs or 46 home runs, whatever it was. He also didn't do anything until June. And yeah, I'm a and he also guy. struggled kind of in August as well. Right, like th- that's that's what they were. So, but but get you know what? October changes the story. That's the way it works. And Bryce Harper's changed his story. Middleton changed his story. DeBrowski's changed his story. Who are you most wrong about? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Mark is in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark. Yo, how you doing, Joe? Mark, doing very well, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? So excited! I've been following this team since the mid seventies. This is just an unbelievable run. I, I just wanted to ask you if you still thought that you would move Harper for Juan Soto. Remember that discussion a couple months yeah, ago? Yeah, Mark, I, I do. Um, so here's the way I would answer it. In the moment, of course not right now, right? Like, you know, Bryce Harper just led the Phillies to the World Series, and I think he's um, a more mature player right now than, than Soto. I mean, if you're asking me who's going to be better for the next 10 years, the ages are, like, I'd still it'd be hard to say no to Juan Soto, but – I, I'm certainly not as interested in it now as I was in uh, July. Yeah. I mean, your comparison with Harper and Reggie Jackson, I understand it. I think it's a little bit of a stretch because Reggie did it in the World Series. He's got, what, five rings? You yes, know? And right. I, and I just think we got to pump the brakes just a little bit with that comparison or analogy. I mean, Reggie, Reggie in the final series of the year just – dominated when he was with Oakland, when he was with the Yankees. But but he, here's a comparison that I do want to make, Joe, and I want your opinion on this. Okay. The two main stars in this town athletically right now, you could argue and say is Bryce Harper and Joel Embiid. I think that's fair. That? Yes, yes, they're the two best. Yep. What a difference between these two guys. Harper won an MVP – he didn't go around promoting himself to be the MVP. Harper in the playoffs went to another level where the other guy has gone down a level. Do you feel that's accurate? Yes, Mark, completely. I mean, one one guy just raised his game as, as good as anyone, right? You know, I, mean, I saw some of the stats out there. I mean, he had a, he's having a top five postseason maybe ever with Bryce Harper. Now we'll see what he does in the World Series, but he's done that. Meanwhile, has Joel Embiid ever been at his best as the Sixers season ends? I don't think he ever has. No, and where is Joel Embiid in the moment? Do you know what I mean when I say the moment? He's not. You know, he's not where he needs to be. He's not yeah, where he needs to be. time. You right. need baskets. You need dominance. You need someone to will your team. Harper willed them in this last series. You know, you can argue Reese Hoskins helped them as well. But, but there's just, you know, we have a guy here 
who is, you know, you want to say generational. I think there's some absolute truth to that. That's how good Bryce Harper is. And, and here's another thing, Joe. They finished, what, 20, 21 games over 500 under Rob Thompson? Uh, yes. So, and they didn't have Segura and Harper for two months during that time. I know. It's remarkable. It, it, it's so, Right. So, this team, in actuality, could have been a team 30 over 500 over him, maybe 35 over 500, you know? So, this team can win this whole thing. There's no question about it to win the World Without Series. a question. They can. Yeah, and I think it's a good point you brought up, Mark. Appreciate it. Like, when you look at... You know, if you go to the full season numbers, 87 wins versus a team that won, won well over 100, a team that had a plus whatever, the Phillies were like 80, run differential, 75-80. Astros were 230. I mean, like, it looks like a mismatch. But the Phillies that are on the field right now, the way the Phillies are playing, the way they are using their bullpen, Rob Thompson, they're better than this. Now, are the Astros still better on paper? Yeah, they're better. But I don't think the gap is as big as it looks for the full season. That, that's true. And as far as Embiid and Harper, there's no question right now. Who's better? Um, it, it's Bryce Harper. And and the thing, and Tucker mentioned earlier about Bryce, the way he ran around the bases on Sunday. I, I have yet to see that kind of maturity from Joel Embiid. I mean, even a couple nights ago, not that I, I care. It's so early in the season. But like, and I'm not wasting my breath on the Sixers a lot tonight. But he didn't speak to the media after their second loss when they lost their, their second game of the season. Like Maybe part of it is Bryce Harper has been groomed for this since he was a kid or a teenager by Scott Boris, by his – his dream and his, I mean, his parents, obviously a big part of this. I just, I've never felt Joel Embiid gets it, like gets how to be a superstar. Like he gets how to be funny and he gets how to be a good player. I mean, obviously he's got those things down. There's something like Harper has, it's like his whole life was built for that moment on Sunday. I don't ever get the sense that Joel Embiid is the same way kind of programmed for this. No, I mean, you consider the fact he didn't, start playing organized basketball right. until he was 17, and that kind of fits that narrative, right? And it's not necessarily his fault based on where he came from right. and his upbringing. But the other thing I'd bring up is Bryce Harper really struggled at the end of the season. And I remember me and Mike from accident had a conversation about how when Joel Embiid gets hurt in the postseason, when he struggles and his numbers go down, people really get on him. And people really harp on him, and people you know, are quick to point blame and point the finger at Joel Embiid. And we had a discussion before the playoffs and said, you know, Bryce Harper's struggling. What happens when Bryce Harper struggles in the postseason because he's still dealing with this thumb injury? You know what's happened? Bryce Harper hasn't struggled at all. Bryce Harper hit that home run against Miles Michaelis in that wild card game. And I don't know if he's gotten out since. I mean, he hit into a double play at one point. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, this guy has stepped up in every moment possible. I mean, even using the term video game numbers right now, I don't think necessarily points to just how great he's been. It's an all-time – like, we'll talk about this postseason forever in baseball. Like, forever. Like, the graphics will go up the next time someone has a run, whoever that is, maybe, you know, a Philly or a Yankee or a Brewer. It doesn't matter. You know, like Carlos Beltran in 04, the David Ortiz postseasons. You know, you go back – I mean, this, he's on that list now. That's how great of a postseason Bryce Harper said. Pete is the king of Prussia. Pete's on WIP. Hey, Pete. Pete, you there, buddy? Pete? What do you think Pete's doing? You think he's typing? Uh, he might be typing. I don't think Cashmere's typing, but I think Cashmere's ready to talk. What's up, Cashmere? Hey, what's up, Joe? Can you hear me? I got you, buddy. What's up? So, Joe, first, man, I um, I had to control my emotions probably for, like, I would say Sunday and Monday. 
Sunday, I think when I think when Castellanos finally made the catch, and I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to the World Series. And it's going to sound weird, Joe, but I've never cried for a sporting event before in my life. But I could, even when I was 17 years old and I watched the Phillies win the World Series back in 2008, I didn't cry. I was just overjoyed and just ran around. When when they actually got that final out to go to the World Series, Joe, I was crying. I was actually crying like I was like bawling like a baby. I, I know it sounds weird, and I'm about to choke up right now doing it, but it's like, Joe, this team that I called you, I mean, I've been calling you for years. What, since 2018 I've been calling you? Yeah, yep. You know, I mean, I mean, and I think, I, you know, I'm one of the, obviously I'm probably one of the biggest fans in the city. You would agree with that. You know, so like it was, which it's like I never expected this, Joe. I never ever expected this. I just, I'm in shock. I'm completely this team, Joe. And I, I was, I mean, I was wrong with you. I mean, they got swept by the Chicago Cubs. They got, they went out and had a one in five road trip against the Giants and the and the and the Diamondbacks. Yeah, and, not, and Cashmere, look, it's a long season. Things happen. But they didn't just get swept by the Cubs in, you know, July, where they did. But they got yeah. swept by the Cubs in late September trying to clinch a <laughs> playoff spot. They were 3-10 and in a 13-game stretch in mid-September. This team that's in the World Series now, this is unbelievable. They were collapsing, Joe. They were literally in the midst of a giant collapse. And it's just remarkable how this, this turnaround, it's like this team that was just full of losers, Literally, and that's what they were. They were full of losers pretty much all of September. Has now turned into almost like they're four wins away from being world champions. It's like I just can't believe this. Am I in some ultimate dream, ultimate dream world? And one thing about Bryce Harper real quick. I mean, Joe, what he's doing this postseason. I mean, we, this is something he's a superstar. And this is incredible that he's doing this. But, even, Joe, even more so. This is not like some regular superstar numbers. This is like, this is all-time great, all-time greatness we're watching from Bryce Harper in the postseason. Joe, this is Barry Bonds of 2002. This is Carlos Beltran, 2005 with the Astros. This is, I mean, Joe, this is something insane. We don't watch these types of postseasons from from players, and we always judge players – and we, how much do we, we you know? We always judge Donovan McNabb. Well, ju- well, Donovan, what are you going to do when you get to the, from the when you get to the playoffs? What are you going to do when you get to the playoffs? We tell Joe Embiid, Joe yep. Embiid, yep. what are you going to do when you get to the po- when you get to the playoffs? And we all said, okay, Bryce, you're here. You wanted to get here. You're here. Do something now. Get to the postseason. Show us you're a big time player. Show us you are worth us investing in you. And Joe, that three hundred and thirty million dollars, it is worth every. Dime, oh, there's Penny, no question, Cashmere. It, it, it is. And his numbers are, you're right, they're, they're, they're remarkable. Not, they don't look real. Cashmere preached the phone call. I mean, Bryce Harper, there's been three rounds. He's posted, and the first round was two games, but he's posted an OPS over 1,000 in each round of this postseason 1,089, 1,592, 1,250. Bryce Harper now in 30 career postseason games up to, is up to a 997 OPS. It is unbelievable. He's this generation's, he's this, you know, he's the modern day Reggie Jackson. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. We'll come back. Your phone calls, and we'll have a guest on as well. Sean Pendergrass from the morning show down at 610 
our Odyssey station in Houston, Texas. Talk about this World Series, this matchup. How good are the Astros? And are they afraid of the Phillies at Bryce Harper down there? We'll talk to them next. Coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 